Greetings, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Designers of Destiny. I am Debbie A. Fisher, and I will be your host for the conversation, Conversations That Matter. On this podcast, we will be talking all things life, all things women, all things faith, all things fitness, all things finances, and anything else we can throw into the pot to make us a better person. I truly believe that our destiny is in our hands. It's just a matter of stepping into what we desire and what we know is ours and claiming everything that has our name on it. Welcome to the podcast, Designers of Destiny. You're in the right place. Let's hop inside. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Designers of Destiny. I am your host, Debbie A. Fisher, and here on this podcast, we truly believe your destiny is in your hands, and it's up to us to go find it and live it out here on Earth. And let's just take a moment to simply breathe. Breathe in and breathe out. This breathing technique has helped me settle um, for so many reasons in so many places. And it's amazing what happens when we just simply focus on our breath. So we're going to take one more in. And exhale. Blow it all out. I want to truly thank you for your time. And if you're on this episode, I want to say, welcome home. You're in the right place. So we're going to go ahead and hop into this episode. This one has been on my mind for some time now, but I wanted to make sure I did the episode justice because it is so important for so many people to understand what is happening in your life right now. So, with this particular episode, I titled it, Healed and Whole. Healed and Whole. So let's go ahead and hop into this episode. We're going to take a moment to focus on this very familiar story from the Bible. Uh, the woman with the issue of blood. While many may be familiar with that story, I want to take a deeper dive into what is actually happening here and how it actually relates to our life today. So I was doing a little research because I love you guys and that's what I do and also for myself as well. We are all in this together, okay? so. Hold on to your seatbelts here. So I was doing some research and I found this article on gotquestions.org. So I definitely want to give them credit for what I am about to share and read to you. 
and then we'll come back and have a discussion about it. So beginning with this article that I found from gotquestions.org. And this is just the amazing part about our God. Like, when it's time for you to speak on a specific topic, he basically will lay the information into your lap and say to you, this is what I need for you to share. So this is what I'm going to do right now. So I will begin reading. The story of the woman with the issue of blood can be found in Mark 5, 24 through 34, and also in Luke 8, 42 through 48. Though neither account is very long, Mark's account provides a few more details than Luke's. The story of this woman takes place within a larger story. Jesus is on his way to a synagogue leader's house to heal his dying daughter. And that is making reference to Mark 5, 21 through 24. When an unnamed woman causes an interruption to his progress. Now what we know about this woman is first, she has a bleeding condition and the issue has continued for 12 years. Now that's a very long time to have an issue. Second, she has spent all her money on treatments from many doctors and nothing had helped. In fact, the blood issue had only grown worse. See Mark 5, 22 through 26. We also know that Jewish law declared her to be ceremonially unclean due to her bleeding issue. So this meant that she would not have been permitted to enter the temple for the Jewish religious ceremonies. According to the law, anything or anyone she touched became unclean as well. The fact that she was in the crowd pressing around Jesus means that each person who bumped into her would have become unclean too, including Jesus. But after 12 years of suffering, she was obviously desperate for a miracle. I think I would be too if I was dealing with an issue for 12 years. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Making reference to Mark 5, 27 and 28. As soon as the woman touches Jesus, her bleeding stops and she knows she's been healed. In an instant, Jesus does what no other doctor in 12 years had been able to do. This proves the power of Christ, of course, but it also illustrates an important point about Jesus in the law. In Leviticus 15:31, God says, you must keep the Israelites separate from things that make them unclean so that they will not die in their uncleanliness for defiling my dwelling place, which is among them. In the Old Testament, the temple was where God dwelt among the Israelites. 
But in the New Testament, God dwelt among men in the person of Jesus Christ. Referencing John 1, 14. Through Jesus, the penalties of the law are reversed and the contamination of this world had no effect on Christ. The woman did not make Jesus unclean. He made her clean. <clears throat> Jesus immediately responds to the woman who touched his clothing and was healed. People were pushing and pressing into him from all over, yet he stops, turns, and asks, who touched my clothes? The disciples knew that the, sorry, the disciples had no idea, but Jesus knew that healing power had gone out of him. We can't steal a miracle from God. After the woman, came, after the woman comes forward and explains herself, Jesus clears up any misconceptions about her healing, saying, daughter, the relationship here, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Mark 5, 34. God is moved to action by our faith, even when he's in the middle of doing something else. Jesus could have healed the woman and kept on walking to his original destination. Only he and the woman would have known what had taken place. But he didn't do that. Jesus stopped what he was doing and acknowledged the result of this woman's faith, her complete and immediate healing. So that was the article that I found on gotquestions.org when I went to search on this particular passage. So two things happened here that I saw. Number one, the woman touched Jesus and she was immediately healed. Immediately she was healed from that touch. Number two, what I saw as well is after she touched him and he turns around and he asks, who touched me? He then refers to her as daughter. That's a personal relationship. So Jesus was well aware of this woman's faith. Oh, okay. Mm. He was well aware of this woman's faith. He referred to her as daughter. And in some translations at the end when he says, daughter, your faith has healed you. So the touch healed her physical body, but her faith made her whole. So in some translations, it'll read, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. 
as this woman began to press her way through the crowd, like she wasn't even supposed to be out there because she had this issue that she had been dealing with for 12 years. <sighs> 12 long years. Yet she pressed her way because she heard that Jesus was coming through the town. So my question for you, for us, is what do we need to lay at the feet of Jesus? What is it in our life that just one touch from Jesus and the situation can be healed? Who do we need to place at the feet of Jesus? Could it be a family member? Could it be ourselves because we feel like we've gotten away? from the God that we love? Is it that he feels so far away, yet he's so close? So I began reading this passage and I thought about the title, Healed and Whole. So with the touch, her physical body was healed, but her faith made her whole, made her whole again made her whole again from this suffering. And he tells her to go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Wow, so as many of us, like <laughs> if we have spent any time on this earth, my God, we have been through some things. We have been through some things. But what is it that we need to lay at his feet? What is it that we need to lay at his feet? Lay at his feet so he can touch it and heal it. And then our faith will make us whole again. There's so many broken people who are looking for answers. And sometimes looking in all the wrong places, they're looking for the answer in drugs, they're looking for the answer in alcohol, they're looking for the answer in other people, they're looking for the answer. Because they want to be whole again. But that can only be found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross for all of us, was placed in a tomb, and then rose again on the third day. That is who we serve. And while Jesus had to leave the earth, he did leave us with his Holy Spirit. So all of that power, all of that authority that Jesus had while he was here on earth, as we believe in Jesus Christ, we have that same power, we have that same authority. If we only understood the power and authority that we have, 
as believers, our lives would be changed forever. And not only our lives, we would be able to change the lives of other people by introducing him to other people. It's not about us. It's not about us. When you connect to the bigger picture for your life, it is not about you. But I invite you to be a willing vessel in this process. Oh my gosh, like our God is so amazing. Just being who he is. Why would you not want to connect with that greatness? And then knowing that he created you in his image, say what? Oh my goodness, like who is getting excited? healed and whole. And once God begins to restore those broken pieces in your soul, there's a wholeness that comes about. But how do you know that God is restoring you for a new season? He's getting ready to shift you into a new season. Just like in this story, He says to the woman, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Bam, that's a new season for her. At that moment, he immediately shifted her into a new season. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So how do you know that God is shifting you into a new season? Well, there's a few things that will happen as you begin to experience God shifting you into a new season. A few of these, and I can definitely relate to them as being true, as God moving you into a new season. Number one, you become extremely restless. You become extremely restless and begin questioning everything around you. You become restless in where you are. You feel this yearning for more. And not only that, you know for sure, for sure, that there is more. There are some things that you just simply know. And when you know that you know that you know that there is more, for your life, you are willing to go after it. You are willing to go after it because you know who is going with you. God, our Father, is with us. So who can be against us? Number two, certain doors, certain relationships will automatically begin to end. Take note of what is happening around you and in your life. Because it could indicate that God is getting ready to shift you into a new season. Mm, Who am I talking to? Who knows about this shift? If you know about this shift, let me know you know about this shift. And there's no rhyme or reason why these certain doors are closing. 
There's no rhyme or reason why these relationships are closing other than it's time. Because in reality, although we want to take everyone with us, everyone can't go. Pay attention. And one other thing with the doors and relationships closing or coming to an end, be grateful for the departure. Be grateful for the departure. Like there's no emotional feeling around what is happening. It's just naturally happening. So go with the flow. It's naturally happening. But be grateful because their assignment has been completed in your life for you. So be grateful for the departure. Number three, new doors, new relationships, and new opportunities will begin to come as you're shifting into this new season. As you're shifting into this new season, you're becoming a new person. You're tapping into your gift, your gifts and talents. You're tapping into the energy that requires you to go higher. So you're tapping into all of that. So tapping into that causes new doors, new relationships, and new opportunities to come your way. So pay attention to that. And then number four, you will, be, you will begin to notice a recurring theme that's related to your calling. There will be a recurring theme that you will begin to see over and over and over again as you begin to recognize what is happening that you're shifting into a new season. So these recurring themes may be a certain group of people that God keeps showing you. It's amazing how he drops nuggets. And he's like, oh, she didn't see that. Oh, let me drop it again. But then when you become so in tune with him, you begin to recognize what is happening. Okay, Lord, why does this certain group of people keep coming my way? What is it that you have for me that I need to share with them? What is it about this particular cause that's causing my heart to be heavy? What is it that you need for me to give to them? You will notice a recurring theme related to your new calling. The question is, will you answer the call? That's the question. Will you answer the call? Because the shift is happening. And while human nature will have us sit and be comfortable in our comfort zone, but we already know based on the last episode, nothing grows there. Nothing grows in a comfort zone. 
The magic and the growth happens as soon as you take the first step out of the comfort zone. Will you answer the call is the question. I just want to take a moment and thank God for his inspiration. Thank God for his word. Thank God for being who he is. And if you ever feel like no one has your back, God has your back. When you don't have the words to say, and you simply allow the tears to fall from your eyes, He understands all of it. He understands your sorrow. He understands your happiness. All He's asking us to do is give it to Him. What do we need to place at the feet of Jesus? As I think about this woman who was pressing her way through the crowd, knowing that she was at risk because society had had deemed her unclean. And just one touch One touch from Jesus and she was healed. One touch from him and she was healed. And he turns around and calls her daughter. And then tells her that her faith has made her whole. Your faith will make you whole. Then he shifts her into a new season. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I know this was a long episode, but we had a lot to cover. If you think that this will help someone else, please share this podcast with them. We're having conversations about real life. We're having conversations that's strengthening our faith, that's strengthening us as people. Because there is kingdom work to be done. There are certain people who have been called, who have been assigned to be the light in a very dark world. Are you the light? Will you be the light? Or someone else who may be in darkness? So until next time, remember, stay blessed. Be safe and have faith. I'll talk to you soon. Much love. Hey 
guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast has blessed your soul in some way. And if you could do me a favor, simply share the link or tell someone about this podcast. We are here, we are ready, we are setting, and we are going to grow together. We are designers of destiny. I truly believe our destiny is in our hands and it is up to us to live out our destiny and our purpose here on earth. Thanks again for listening.